Hey, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Can I Tell You a Story or Two with your host, Sitlin Lonnie, and I'm glad y'all can join. So today, I have a juicy topic, and at first I was really scared, you know, when I was trying to figure out what topic I wanted to talk about this week, I was scared thinking about it, you know, I didn't know how people will react to it, I wouldn't, you know, it was just the unexpected was scaring me, but I created this podcast to tell my truth, to tell my stories, and if I'm not going to come on here and tell the truth, what's the whole point of it all? It's, there's no point. So today's topic, as you guys can read, it's called The Power Within, and you know, when I instantly, you know, hear that, I think of Spongebob and, you know, Spongebob and Patrick, they're in the, the forest with <laughs> Squidward and they're saying the power within, the power within, the power within. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was a big Spongebob fan. And um, yeah, it was based off of religion. So today I'm going to talk about religion and my experience, you know, with different cultures and different um, religious backgrounds. You know, throughout this episode, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to, um, express anything. You know, I'm not here to talk bad about your religion. If you guys are these religions I'll be talking about, um, I'm just simply expressing, you know, my attitude, my, you know, firsthand experience with them. And most of the, you know, most of the religious, you know, backgrounds, um, I experience have been great. So, <laughs> um, I have nothing against, you know, respect to everyone who, um, has, you know, a higher power, you know, and to those who don't, you know, respect to you as well, you know, no judgment here, you know, and you guys will hear how, um, div- diverse I am and how, you know, I accepted and embraced all or most or a few cultures, <laughs> Yeah, so let's dive right into the episode. So again, today's episode is called The Power Within. I'll be talking about religion. Um, you know, growing up, I had two sets of, or I had one set of grandparents. It was my mom's side, um, who were religious, like full-fledged, you know, went to church um, weekly, went to Bible study, who had numerous Bibles in their houses, uh, type of, you know, grandparents, you know, made you say the, um, the prayer of Psalms 23rd over and over every night, made you pray on your knees, um, for hours. You know, I had those grandparents, you know, and I loved it, you know, it helped me become the person I am today. So my grandfather, he was, uh, Catholic and my grandmother, she was baptized Catholic when they got married. Um, you know, that was the only way they can get married into the church. And then, but as she, you know, their marriage continued, she slowly, you know, s- you know, started to not believe in it, or she started to, you know, move away from it, and she wanted to explore, she wanted to explore other cultures, other backgrounds, and see, you know, what they were talking about. It upset at my grandfather, you know, how did you get married into this religion, and not, you know, want to stay in it. Um, but my grandfather, he was a very respectful man, so he allowed his wife to explore. So on her explorational journey, <laughs> uh, she brought me along. And, you know, I'll forever love my grandmother for doing so, uh, simply because she gave me, um, early on in my life, an outlook on 
different cultures and how people express their beliefs. So from, what's it called? I was probably preschool. My mom put me, I was always in private school, except two years of my life are, yeah, private school. Charter could be considered private in some sense. Um, yeah, so I was always in private school. Uh, from preschool to basically second grade, I was in a Lutheran school. Um, and I'll be talking about, you know, my Lutheranism, is that what you would call it? Um, you know, the whole Lutheran uh, system, in my opinion. And then I went public, you know, third grade. And then when I went back to a Lutheran school, fourth to fifth, then I went p back public. Um, okay, anywho, I'm not about to express my edu educational uh, journey. Um, but then I went Catholic to a Catholic school, and I did that for middle school and high school. And throughout high school, um, actually throughout middle school, I was baptized into the Church of Christ. Um, and then high school, I started meeting with the missionaries from uh, the Church of Latter-day Saints. So as you guys can hear, I'm pretty diverse. Um, I also went to Baptist Church, and um, I also practiced the, the Muslim, I'm probably going to say it wrong, but uh, the Muslim beliefs. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty diverse in some sense, and I'll just, today I'll be talking about, you know, different experiences I had with, you know, each culture and each uh, background, how I was treated, and um, different people in the church, and, you know, what church life is like. <laughs> so from preschool to, you know, basically fifth grade, I was in the Lutheran church, and I was never baptized. Um but, you know, I was going to monthly, um, I don't even remember what they called their church. It wasn't masses. Okay, let's just say monthly services. Um, that was um, a part of our school schedule to go to monthly services and um, sing, you know, hymns and take communion and just be a part of the whole church vibe. As a kid, I loved that, you know, just being in the church setting, feeling the Holy Ghost, um, being around people just singing. Um, as a kid, I loved to sing. <laughs> and just, you know, being around a whole bunch of people believing the same thing was amazing. I remember one time, I was probably in the second grade, and it was Ash Wednesday. And I think that just passed a few weeks ago. Uh, but it was Ash Wednesday, and I was, you know, finally getting an understanding about what the Lutheran Church was and what they were really all about. And they they were calling us up, and they were putting, like, dirt on our face. You know, this is my mindset as a kid. Obviously, I know what it is now. Um, but they were putting dirt on people's faces. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what this is. Um, they're, they're cursing us. And so everyone kept walking up, and every time I would take another step, my heart was beating out of my chest. I was sitting here like, oh, they're about to put dirt on my face. I'm going to break out. There's going to be bumps all over my face. I'm going to cry. Um, and so I walked up there, and um, the, the priest, the pastor, I'm not sure what they call them. I haven't been to a Lutheran church in a second. Um, the priest, let's say that. 
um, he asked, he was like, do you want uh, the ashes on your face? And I thought to myself, ashes, like fire log ashes? No, 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 no. So he didn't put it on my face. Um, but my teacher, she made me go back up there and get it on my face. And I was pretty disappointed. You know, I thought I got out of it, you know, getting ashes on my face. Um, and I was still very confused on what was the purpose of it all. So when we went back to the classroom after um, the church service, I asked the teacher, I was like, you know, what was all of this about? You know, it didn't make sense. Why are we putting ashes on our face? And what are really ashes? Are these dead people, you know, on our faces? You know, if so, please, like, help me remove it. <laughs> and she, you know, she told the whole story on how it's celebrating Lent and um, about Jesus's 40 days into the desert and him resurrecting the whole little biblical story of um, Passover. And um, since I was a kid, you know, reading children Bibles, I kind of had an understanding of the visual um, of it, you know, seeing church movie or uh, Passover movies um, and then Jesus being resurrected movies. Um, I kind of had a background. So I was like, okay, you know, we're doing this for God. You know, this makes sense. It makes total sense. So I think the next year, our the fourth grade, uh, it was another uh, church service event. And we're singing our hearts out. I loved um, our priest at the time. Um, he had an amazing voice. He always brought his guitar to the service. And it would just start jamming. And all the little kids would be in the front row just singing our hearts out. And... Um, this time they allowed um, the students to take communion or the older kids to take communion before uh, the younger kids, you know, with me being younger, we couldn't take it. And so we're walking up to take the communion and um, I asked my teacher, I was like, you know, what are those people eating and drinking? And she was like, uh, it's the bread and um, the blood of Jesus. And I sat there, I was like, oh my, here we go again with um you know me devouring things that I, you know it's inhumane and she was like no 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 sydney no it's you know it's wine and crackers and i said wine really <laughs> wine that might have been a, a sign of like you know what's wrong with this kid <laughs> um and i was like wow wine okay and so I, I walked happily, you know, I never had wine as a kid, you know, and for me to just, um, you know, willing to, you know, the pastor to give it to us, it was like, wow, wine, I, I'm going to be an adult finally. This is my, my, <laughs> my launch to adulthood. And so I took the, the communion, I ate the cracker and I took the wine and I felt like a new woman. <laughs> And my little nine-year-old self thought I was somebody. I think that was probably the start of, you know, uh, me thinking um, I was always older than what I actually was. <laughs> um, but the Lutheran Church, I love them. You know, they're an amazing uh, organization, Martha Lutheran. Um, obviously, I'm not going to, you know, go back or talk about politicals, the politics into the church. But basically, Martin Lutheran, he created the church. He separated from the Catholic Church. And 
he created the Lutheran Church. Um, if you want more research or more understanding, research it. Um, I'm here to tell my stories. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so after that, uh, one of my cousins, uh, she invited me to a Baptist church. I was probably in the fifth grade, and you know it was one of my friends, and she invited me to a Baptist church. Her family goes went there every Sunday, and you know I, you know I love church, um, and so I thought you know hey I'll go. And when I went, uh, I was frightened, and it was just a culture shock. You know, with me going to a Lutheran church, um, it was more calm. You know, we're singing a cappella. You know, we're singing with a guitar maybe sometimes. Um, things were more mellow. And me entering this Baptist church, I was like, wow, <laughs> this is new. People were jumping up and down. They were feeling the Holy Ghost. They were dancing. Um, it was drums playing. It was music. It was everything. And it was just a live action, like, concert. And I was just frightened. I was just like, what What did I walk into? That I Am I at a concert? <laughs> and my friend, she was like, Sid, it's okay. And I guess it was written all over my face that I was so confused um, that I, I walked out um, and called my mom. And I was like, Mom, the Baptists really, you know, they're like this. You know, they're jumpy. They're, they're happy. They're um, motivated. You know, they're dancing. And she was like, yeah, Sid, uh, what'd you expect? And I was like, wow, you know, I thought, you know, church was more mellow. It was more calming. It was more relaxed. And it was an awakening that, you know, not all churches are the same. Um, me and the girl, we stopped, you know, being friends or something happened. So I didn't go back to her church. And uh, throughout this time, my grandmother, she started going to the Church of Christ. Um I didn't know the best way. I didn't want to just throw out the church's name like that. Um, they they call it, you know themselves Christians, but everyone calls themselves Christians. And to be more precise in this episode, I, I guess I just had to throw out the name. Um, but I have mad respect for them. Uh, I was baptized with them. Um, yeah, I met a lot of, I networked there as a, a young child. Um, I love them. I started there maybe when I was, I think, eight, um, about to turn nine. And my grandmother, she got baptized after going there, I think, twice. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was my grandfather's constant joke. How did she get baptized after going there twice when she was going to different churches? And it took her a long time to, you know, make a decision. And, yeah, so I remember her calling me one Sunday, and she was like, you know, hey, you know, Sydney, um, I started going to this church, and I would love for you to come. I would love a church buddy. I was like, oh, my God, Nana. I, I called her Nana. Um, oh, my God, like, I would love to, you know, just, you know, pick me up the next time. And we went church uh, dress shopping. We got all dolled up for church for the next Sunday. And I remember the first day me going, um, everyone stared at me. And it was another, like, shock. It was like, okay, you know, the Lutherans, they didn't, you know, no one was really staring at you. It was more calm and mellow. The Baptists, um, it was more hyped up. It was more uh, moving around. And at this church, people stared. And so I was walking into the church. This is the first day I ever went. 
and everyone's just staring and it was just like oh my god like i'm center of attention the spotlight must be on me like where's the light at um me and my grandmother we sat down by one of the friends she met there and we listened to the preacher talk um and then we listened to the songs they sang and it was just different it was a different vibe it was different experience that again i never experienced before um within the church of christ they sing acapella so no music no clapping uh, it's just your voice um they call their their preacher a preacher um what else can i say um what person i mean that's basically it uh they do bible study just like everyone else um yeah so when the preacher started on preaching it reminded me of the baptist you know preacher they're very more live they're more you know awake they're more filling the spirit and with you know the lutherans they're more mellow you know thankful and not saying that any other religion is not it's you know they're just more using their voice and when you started preaching it was like wow 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 and that was you know all I kept saying in my head was just wow um but it was cool after the the sermon after um we sang a few more we took communion um my grandmother she introduced me to some you know, some of the the church girls young girls there and we went to bible study and me going to bible study uh, it was a whole bunch of kids there and i got uh, you know, I introduced myself, and it was a wonderful Bible study. Um, you know, I learned about God, the Holy Spirit, and I started understanding what the whole get-go about religion was. Um, it wasn't about, you know, hey, your grandmother said read this, so read this. It was about your spiritual growth. It was about you, basically, you and God and your connection. So me and my grandmother, we kept going. We probably stayed at that church for maybe or I stayed there for five years and throughout my journey it was you know me and my grandmother we bonded it was one of the ways we bonded uh we would go to church for <laughs> um we'll crack jokes every time we were at um church um we were there like maybe you know I think it's maybe 128 hours in a week I might be wrong um, but we were probably there for 30 hours a week and we're probably we're at church on Sunday uh, for maybe 10 hours. So they had a morning service and that Bible study and then they had a night service and we went to all three of them. And I think at the time they were having night Bible study, too. Which was, you know, cool. So we were just there for a long day. And during the week on Wednesdays, they will have women's studies and then. Uh, Thursdays it was something else and uh, me and my grandmother were just always at church and it just grew like it helped you know baby Sydney um, open her heart um, it helped me really have a full understanding about who God was and it strengthened my connection with him um, little sidetrack story uh, I was in the third grade so throughout my early stages at this church um, and I was reading the Bible, you know, I would read the Bible every night, <laughs> probably about 
two chapters and then do my homework. You know, I always put the Bible first. Um, and I was reading the Bible one day and my little sister, she was, you know, maybe three or something. And at the time she, she loved picking on me. Um, she was a great bother, a booger, a great booger. That's what we're going to use. A great bug. (laughs) Um, but yeah, she, um, she saw me reading the Bible and she snatched it from me. And, um, with me being young and her being young, we're going to, we're going tick to tack. And I was like, no, give me my book. And she was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, no, like, give me my Bible. Like, what are you doing? Are we going to read it together? And she's like, no. Um, and Nyla, I love you. You know, I know you hate this story. Um, but she, she basically was like, I hate God. And of course, you know, sidetrack again, she doesn't hate God, but she was just messing with me. And I was like, what, what do you mean you hate God? You're like three. What, what reason do you have to hate God? She's like, I hate him. You talk about him too much. (laughs) And I was like, what does that mean? Like that does not give you a reason to hate God. And so me and her going back and forth. Just a reminder, she's three and I'm eight, or four and I'm nine, or five years apart. And um, she's like, no, I don't like God. I hate the Bible. I hate the whole system of it all. Um, and I'm like, what? <laughs> this doesn't make sense. You know, you're a baby and you can't hate God. God gave you you. Um, and my mom had to come in. Um, she, she was outside um, talking to my dad. And she came in. She was like, Nyla, why are you bothering your sister? And at this time, I'm crying because it's like, how does my sister not love God? You know, I had a great um, love for him. So for someone to come to me and say, I hate him, it's like, whoa, whoa, (laughs) like, who are you? You know, be gone. And she was like, Nyla, why are you bothering your sister? And she's like, I didn't mean to and she was (laughs) and she was like but you see your sister crying I was like in the full-fledged tears she was like I'm sorry Sydney I love God and I was like thank you thank you so much that you love God (laughs) um yeah but I you know that church um throughout that time I just had a deep um passion you know for the church my spiritual growth was at at its highest um so around maybe 10 or 11 um you know every kid is going through their puberty um going through a personal growth understanding who they truly are trying to make friends such and such um so at the time you know i was going you know girl drama is always going to be something um yeah so at the church there's drama and it was just one of the main reasons why I had to leave. Um, and I find I found myself getting bullied at church. I found myself always in some type of mess. And with me just having a deep passion for God, me going to church, thinking I'm here to praise God, but to find myself in some type of somebody's mouth, you know, just in the unnecessary. And I would go to church just bothered, you know. How do you um, go to church? How do you go somewhere having a great expectation and then wind up not having, you know, it being the like the the exact 
opposite. And every time I would go to church, every Sunday, it was just the exact opposite. It wasn't, you know, that passion, that that love just slowly started to, I won't say disappear, but it just started, you know, not directly being at the physical church itself. It was deeper. It was with me and God, you know, and me and God are anywhere. You know, that's me and him. We're on the road. We're here. We're everywhere. So that passion of being in the the physical place, the physical location of that church was, it started to disappear because of the drama. Um, my grandparents, they moved away. They went to Atlanta. And uh, I think that was the biggest awakening. I was at church alone. Um, and again, me and my grandmother, we started it together. And she just, you know, up and left. And I sat there going to church I kept going to church my parents were taking me to church but it wasn't the same and it was it was a a whole nother awakening uh and I had to figure out hey was I going to church because of my grandmother was it because me and her were bonding like this um was it because I was getting food afterwards or was it the actual relationship I had with God and everything else um so when my grandmother grandparents they moved away Uh, My spiritual growth grew more, but of course, you know, the drama still was at church, so it it just grew differently. Uh, I stopped going to that church, uh, I think in 2015, that's when things were too severe, too much was happening, and, you know, with me being a teen or an upcoming teen, a tween, preteen, whatever you want to call them, um, I was just dealing with a lot within myself, um, I was dealing with a bad haircut um, and, you know, the self-esteem issues. So I stopped going to church um, and that's when I was at a Catholic school. And that's when I started going to masses and understanding the whole Catholicism world. Before going to a Catholic school, I told my mom, I was like, Mom, I don't want to do it. Simple as that. I can't do it. And she was like, why, why can't you do that? You know, your whole family's Catholic. That makes no sense. Like, why can't you go to a Catholic school? And I was like, no, 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 no. I have something against them. And of course, with me growing, growing up into the Church of Christ or any religion, you know, every, um, what do they call it? Democracy. Every, you know, what do they call it? Okay, every, you know, religion religion itself um that's not the word i'm trying to figure it out um if it's baptist if it's um muslims they all believe that you know they're they're the only truth or some i won't say the muslims do but a lot of churches believe that they're the only truth and that they're the only church and that their god is the only god and you know to each realm believe that i'm not knocking anyone's you know you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, being in the the Church of Christ, uh, they had a strong hatred against the Catholics. So I grew up like that. I grew up, oh no, 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 the Catholics, you know, peace be gone type of stuff. And so once I went to a Catholic school, I was afraid. Um, it was new, you know, obviously tackling it on uh, a new journey is also, you know, you know, hard itself, but becoming or entering something that I was, you know, 
told to fear was just, you know, crazy. So with me going to my first mass at a Catholic school, um, I had the expectation of it being bad. And honestly, um, and it upset me. I went back to church that following Sunday and I, I questioned the teacher, the Bible study teacher severely. I was like, why do we, you know, why do we present ourselves of hating this church so much when they're doing the same exact thing you guys are? Makes no sense. Um, the mass was great. Um, I didn't really understand the priest. Um, and it was obviously a different um, get-go of it all. But it was, you know, just like it was at a Baptist church or a Lutheran church. It was just their own beliefs, their own practices. But everyone has the similar beliefs. You know, they all are supporting a higher being. And with all of, you know, the religions I've talked about just a second ago, they're all supporting God. They're all supporting Christianity. Um, so, yeah, you know, me being at a Catholic school, um, I started understanding I had Bible classes, um, a Bible class and a Catholicism class. I don't know. But I was learning about the Catholicism as a whole and um, from their beginning and how they grew and how their churches and um, Europe became what they were and um, how they fell and how the separation began and et cetera, et cetera. And it gave me an understanding of just, you know, obviously not to believe everything. You know, if someone says one thing, you know, do your research, of course. And it just upset at me on how, you know, one can have a strong hatred against one thing. But, you know, I'm not saying if they didn't go there, I'm not, you know, I w I'm not them. But I think everyone should experience it before judging. And one thing, you know, about a few churches I've been to, um, the biggest enemies are in the church. And everyone's like, oh, no, 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 you go to church to get, you know, get rid of your enemies, to rebuke the, the demons. But the biggest enemies, the biggest liars, the biggest haters are in the church. And like I said before, you know, me walking into the church the first time and everyone staring at me was like, whoa, what is this? And, you know, it just it was different vibes, you know. Um, and so I learned, you know with me entering Catholic school at 12, that judging before knowing or having some type of prior knowledge is not okay. Um, so going to high school, I went to a Catholic school and we had monthly masses and things were good. You know, I had a Catholicism class, um, a world um, religion class, whatever they call them. Um, and I'm, we're learning about all the religions. And my teacher, he was Catholic, but he didn't judge others. You know, we talked about other religions. We, he accepted that, you know, not everyone at the school was Catholic and that other people might have been Muslim. They might have been um, atheists. They might have been anything. And he accepted that and he opened the floor for everyone to talk and share their beliefs. And there wasn't any judgment. And I, I appreciated that because I was able to share my beliefs and we were able to have a simple debate and, you know, disagree to agree or agree to disagree on our beliefs. 
and I was always that kid, you know, that always would do the research prior. Um, you know, I was always, you know, a nerd in some sense. So once I started going into the church, I had to learn everything about it. So I read the Bible about, I don't even know how many times I read the Bible, the full Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament fully. Um, I know when I was maybe eight through 15 years old, might have read it about five times. So we're just going to say five times, five to six times I read the Bible fully. And I just had a full understanding. I was understanding the metaphors. I was understanding, you know, the little stories, the the parables that they were telling. So when my high school teacher would talk about the parables, I would love, you know, agreeing to disagreeing with him. And he he appreciated it as well because now we were having open discussion and now we we're, you know, starting conversations where other kids were, their minds were going and they were able to speak up. Um. So, yeah, me being at the Catholic high school, that was great. I uh, made a lot of friends. Um, but people who went to Catholic high school, not like 90% of the, the school wasn't Catholic. And everyone had their own um, attitudes on their beliefs. I had a few friends who were atheists. I was confused on why they were in the Catholic school. But, you know, once they expressed themselves, which they didn't have to, um, I was like, okay, you know, it makes sense. Um yeah, so an experience I had in high school where I was, you know, a little awakening of the Holy Ghost. Um, <laughs> basically, um, I was in mass one day, and, you know, I don't like sharing this, you know, side note real quick. Um, actually, I'm not going to side note um, right now. Um, but yeah, we're in mass one day, and uh, I started choking and you know how everyone has their own little awakenings. I just started choking out of nowhere. And it was disrupting our priest. And um, he didn't really speak English. He was foreign. Um, and he was getting upset. So he told me to leave. Um, my feelings were hurt. So I went to the bathroom, tried to drink water. And my teacher said to come back in. And I just started choking again. I couldn't understand it. So the next mass, um, you know, I tried it again, um, <laughs> and I started choking the second I started walking into the whole sanctuary of it all, and I was like, oh, no, like, don't start this again. So I brought water, <laughs> and um, I started, like, choking on the water, and so every time I would walk out the facility of where the service, the mass was being held, I would be okay, but the second I would walk back in, I wasn't and it just left me with the belief of what's going on here like you know am I not accepting you know what's happening am I just allergic to school period um so I started ditching masses and um every time I would go back to mass I would just start choking for some apparent reason I don't know we had to wear ties to mass also so I don't know if the tie was choking me and I just simply couldn't breathe or I was having an asthma attack. I'm not sure. But <laughs> for some reason, I was choking at mass and it kind of gave me, you know, I was scared for a second. I don't know if the Holy Ghost was coming at me, you know, every time. And he was like, hey, you know, you need to go back to church, you know, every Sunday. Or uh, he was telling me, like, hey, you need to listen more or I don't know what he was saying, but it scared me. 
um and you know i talked to my my teacher he was a priest um also in my high school my catholic high school and he was like maybe you should pray about it maybe you know you might have a demon inside of you <laughs> and he might be possessing you every time you go to mass and you know that you know it frightened me i was like man you know i'm already having sleep paralysis um could he you know be bothering me in you know church you know i haven't been to church in a second so every time i do go is that him saying hey you need you need to back up um because at the time i was having it severely i was having it at least once a week sleep paralysis yeah so i don't know you know i'm still very confused on why i kept choking in mass i'm probably gonna have to go to actually i went to another mass um a few years after um, my grandfather get you know a funeral and he had a mass for his funeral and I didn't choke then but I was crying a lot also so I don't know I'm gonna have to go back to another mass and see what happens <laughs> um yeah so uh, once I left my Catholic high school I went to a different high school after that um I was homeschooled to be exact um and I went on this whole little journey spiritual growth journey or a lot of journeys, honestly. But um, I started meeting with the Mormons. And the Mormons, basically, they're the Church of Latter-day Saints. It's, you know, you know the best way to know them as it's those people walking around and um, dress nice. And, you know, they come knocking on your doors. It's either those are the Jehovah Witness. <laughs> and... Yeah, so one day I was at my grandmother's house, and they came knocking on her door. And I had no idea on who they were before, you know, meeting them. And so, yeah, they knocked on the door, and I was very confused. It was, like, 8 at night, and it was dark. It was pitch black. And um, they knocked on the door, and my grandmother, she's like, who is this? All extra loud. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. <laughs> and... I was like, why, why are you yelling? And they're like, oh, you know, we're from the Church of Latter-day Saints. Um, and they were so nice, um, even though she just, you know, yelled for no reason. Um, and she was like, oh, my God, you know, I've been wanting to meet with you guys so long. Um, so I'm not sure if my grandmother accidentally called them uh, to tell them to come. Um, not sure how that exact meeting happened, but it did happen. So, um, me and my grandmother, you know, we started, you know, again, in the past when I was younger, we bonded off of religion. That was how, you know, we were able to, we connected, of course, but it was another way for us to connect. So, me being older, um, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have this relationship with my grandmother again. This will be wonderful. And so, we started meeting with the missionaries and things were great. Um... They were giving me another outlook on religion. So, again, I, I didn't know who they were prior. Um, I had no assumption, no, you know, maybe the Jehovah Witness. Um, that was only, you know, people knocking on the doors prior to that that I knew about. But I never knew who, you know, the Mormons were. And... <clears throat> What's it called? Yeah, so we were meeting with them. They they started teaching us, me and my grandmother, about the church. Um, 
<laughs> and it was it was wonderful. They they were very 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 happy people, and I love happiness. You know, happiness is something that everyone craves. And it was you know I was kind of in disbelief on how someone could be so happy all the time. And you know I asked them that question, and they were like, "It's the Holy Ghost," and I'm like, "I bet it is." You know. You know, being in church, having that personal connection with the Lord, it's wonderful. It makes you happy. It makes you just, in, you know, internally happy. Um, so one day, uh, we were meeting with the missionaries. And, <laughs> and my grandmother, um, the missionaries probably asked, you know, how, how are you guys feeling about the church? Um, how are you guys, you know, doing? And my grandmother, she cut me off. Um you know, I'm kind of happy that she did because I had the best laughter of my life. I cried for a good 14 hours of laughter. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, there, you know, she was like, you know, I love you guys. I love you guys so much. Um, you guys, you know, gave me a new outlook on life. Um, I respect what you guys are doing. Um, and she was like, I appreciate the Jehovah Witness. So, again, we're meeting with the Mormons, the, the Latter-day Saints. And we all looked at my grandmother and like, confusion, like, what? <laughs> what? Like, we're not with the Jehovah's right now. And, um, and so I was like, Nana, you know, these are the Mormons. And she was like, uh-huh. Y'all aren't the Jehovah Witness. <laughs> And um, one of the missionaries, one of the elders, there, they were like, no, we're, we're from the Church of Latter-day Saints. And she was like, oh, so this whole entire time, I've been meeting with you guys and not the Jehovah Witness. And I swear, on all means, I just busted out, like, a ridiculous cry slash laughter. And I'm just sitting here like, what the heck? Like, this whole entire time, I'm thinking we're bonding off a of religion. And, you know, it, I mean, we're... <laughs> um, you know, she was just in another, you know, room. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other story. But it was just the most hilarious thing. Everyone laughed. Um, and my grandmother, she was like, well, what's funny? You know, I really thought, and I was like, Nana, it's okay. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, I understand, but that was hilarious. And so she started like laughing too, and she knew she, you know, kind of screwed up right there. Um, so they, they started, you know, teaching us all over again from the beginning. And I just, you know, that will forever be a memory <laughs> in my heart. I know it will forever be a memory. I don't know for sure, but, you know, me speaking with the elders at the time, um, after the event, you know, they, you know, they remembered it. <laughs> and it was just hilarious on how, you know, you know, we th she thought they were the Jehovah Witness. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, with all of the, the, the religious backgrounds, you know, I, I talked about prior from the Lutherans, the Church of Christ, the Baptists, and the Catholics, the uh, Mormons, um, honestly, I have nothing personally against them. If anything, it's, you know, it might've been the people there. Um, like I said, I was bullied at church as well. 
which you know is like is an experience i wish upon no one is an experience it's like how do i come to some somewhere so sacred somewhere so supposed to be safe somewhere you know we, we're all supposed to come with the same belief and to be bullied in the end was like what the heck um so yeah um so after you know talking with the, the mormons and missionaries um my mother she was like said you know how many religions you you talk to how many people are you know you understood and started practicing i was like ma probably a lot honestly you know the way my life is going um i'm gonna just be everywhere and everywhere <laughs> and she was like you know it's, it, it's not a bad thing to have an understanding of where everyone's coming from and it kind of gave me an awakening it was like oh yeah that that's true you know me she she told me then that our i think the best analogy you know she used for religion and religious background is saying that it's like a club it's like you're in college and you're signing up for a club obviously there's numerous clubs they all have this probably the same vision they're all you know promoting activities um they're all within the same um school system um but they all are somewhat different they all have you know something that they practice different just like um volleyball and basketball obviously they're all with a ball it's all with a ball it's all you know the whole it's all you know competitive it's all i don't i didn't play volleyball but um so i can't really compare them but from you know me analyzing you know they're different but they have common grounds and she was like sit you know religion's like a club you go and you find the club that you want to be a part of and you know you sit there and you you know you know, be in the club, and once you, you kind of get annoyed with the club, you join another club, but it's nothing wrong with joining another club when all of the clubs have, you know, the deeper meaning of having that higher power, and as long as you have that higher power and have the power within, you'll be okay. I was like, mom, that makes sense, a lot of sense, <laughs> like, and it kind of gave me an awakening. It was like, okay, this makes sense, you know, with me juggling from all of these different practices. And, I, you know, I wasn't baptized in each one of them, only one. Um, but just understanding where they're coming from and just embracing everyone's culture and background um, has been life-changing, honestly. And so she was like, Sid, you know, after, you know, you're doing all of those religions, go to the Muslims, you know? And then you go to a Korean church, and then you go to all of these places, even go to an atheist church and just see what they're about. I was like, okay, mom, I don't really know about the atheists, you know, since I do believe in God, um, but I see where you're coming from and maybe deep, you know, in the future, I might, you know, see what they're about. Um, but she had a point. She said just to explore. You know, there's nothing wrong with exploring, you know, just like in a dating world. We're not going to fall in love with our soulmate you know, some people do, but we're not going to fall in love with our soulmate on the first try. Um, we're we're going to have mistakes. We're, we're going to go through trial runs. We're going to go through different eras and to find the exact one. But as long as you keep the same, you know, keep the same mentality that, hey, you know, I'm looking for the one type of mentality, you're going to find it. And as long as you 
have that um, understanding that, hey, there is a higher being. Even if you don't believe in religious, the whole systematic of it itself, um, and you have a higher being, that's cool, you know? And to those who don't, that's cool as well. I'm not here, you know, to put you down, you know, to each their own. Yeah, so my mom, you know, she believes in karma and energy, and uh, I do too, you know. I'm my mama's kid. <laughs> and, you know, that's something she expressed throughout my childhood severely, that what you put into the world will always come back to you. That, you know, if you throw rocks at someone just expect a rock bigger to come back at you um and you know don't judge anyone and i feel like the muslims um and i, I hope you know it's the muslim but i don't want to be incorrect um yeah but they it is i i, I want to say it's the muslims that they have a great you know you know what is it called a telling of great um, book, I'm not sure what their book is called, Torah, maybe, maybe, um, they just preach, you know, sense, common sense, you know, do good to others, and, you know, people do good to you, um, karma, energy, you know, and, uh, uh, someone was telling me, I'm not sure how correct this is, but the Muslims, they embrace other cultures, Again, I don't know how true this is, but, you know, me interacting with other Muslims, they don't put other people down. They're kind of non, or they're not judgmental. They're very cool beings. Um, yeah, so I have a quick story. <laughs> it's like a recent experience um, that I just dealt with. And again, it was a culture shock. Um, I don't even know what type of church I went to. Honestly, it might have been pesperitarian. That is a food group. That is not a food group. That is a food diet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what church I went to, but um, yeah, it was with uh, one. Of, it was with a friend, basically, and his family uh, um, went to church, and I was invited to go to church as well. And so while sitting in church, you know, it's you know going on. You know, I missed the whole church setting. I'm like, okay, you know, if this things go well, you know, I'll come to this church often, you know. Why not? And so, yeah, things are going on. And never have I ever experienced um, someone speaking in tongues in front of me. And so the pastor is preaching. And, uh, he, you know, he's spitting, you know, the truth. You know, he's saying, you know, good things. And out of nowhere, I just start hearing someone speak in tongue. And so I instantly, like, my head moved so fast to look at this person and see them speak in tongue. And I'm like, oh, no. You know, me watching movies and people joke about it, um, you know, people saying that they're possessed at the moment. I was like, oh, no, 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 Lord. You know, I already have um, a demon bothering me, sleep paralysis, I don't need this, please keep it away, and I was just, you know, getting shooken up, um, I'm sitting here like, Lord, just keep it over there, keep that over there, and it just, you know, the person kept, you know, moving closer to me, and I'm just like, in somewhat tears, but they're on the inside, and I'm like, you know, and it was just like, it was something I never experienced, and if I have, you know, experienced it before, maybe I would have reacted differently. 
but um and I you know I presented myself you know obviously I had to appear proper obviously I have to you know appear as if everything was okay but on the inside I was dying I was fearful I didn't know what was happening um the person spoke in tongue for a good hour and I was like man how do you you know how do you speak in tongue a b how does you know how how does it last a long time and you know see you know how does you know what is the whole speaking in tongue and you know what is that uh, so I, I had to research it because you know me being so fearful I don't you know I had to do some you know background upon it and yeah I don't I don't know <laughs> um yeah it kind of scared me a little bit more you know it was the whole little possession and a demon or a, a good angel um coming upon you and you know just taking over your body or the holy ghost taking over your body either or um but i was just delirious you just not there you know i was not in the present time i was just trying to my body was leaving but i was still stuck <laughs> I was trying to run out the doors, <laughs> and I was just stuck, you know, hearing that. Uh, so, again, you know, I'm not trying to offend anyone's religion. I'm not trying. Again, these are my experiences. This is my truth. Um, you know, I respect everyone. If you speak in tongue, you know, please, you know, let me know what's up. You know, I'm not saying I want to speak in tongue, but I just, you know, how do you get to that point, and what language are you speaking and is speaking in tongue its own language? Um, it, does it differ, you know, from different people? You know, what if you speak Spanish? Is speaking in tongue in Spanish something different? Or if you speak French, you know, I don't know. You know, if you do know, have you, if you've spoken in tongue before, you know, let me know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this podcast episode has been my longest podcast episode ever. I mean, I'm only did like five episodes, but I don't know. I like talking to you guys. I like talking, period. But, you know, the power within. Uh, I knew that this little topic could be personal. It could hit differently to people. So, again, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, we all were born into different environments. Um, I was just luckily and privileged to embrace and understand others, you know, more than just one. Um, again, my grandfather was Catholic, my grandmother, she was Catholic as well, um, and she just embraced other religions, and she brought me along with that journey, and I'm forever grateful upon it, because it gave me an insight on, you know, not being judgmental, and, you know, with you being stuck, my opinion, with you being stuck, not, again, not everyone, but my opinion, with you being stuck in, you know, one situation, not even saying it's religion with you being stuck in if you have not had change in your life it kind of puts you in a mentality of you know you being in a bubble and not embracing other things and if you pop your bubble numerous times if you're going on different pathways and different roads you're able to be more accepting more non-judgmental uh yeah so yeah um Here's another, you know, episode of Can I Tell You a Story or Two with your host, Lilani. As always, if you guys have any submissions you guys would like to 
um let me know a story you guys want me to tell a topic um if you want to submit your stories please let me know um my instagram handle is at story or two um you can hit me up on <laughs> hit me up on my email uh at sililani at gmail.com s-y-d-l-e-i-l-a-n-i at gmail.com also my website sililani.com um as always, it's amazing talking to you guys. This is a wonderful experience, a wonderful journey that I'm, you know, on. Um, share, post, uh, let your friends know about the show. Um, and I'll talk, talk to you guys next week. Peace out.